Oi, oi, we are back once again. Welcome back to another episode of the Outcast with your boy. Representing the 613. Fuck you know about me. Alex Adams, a.k.a. Al Adams, a.k.a. Vanilla Gorilla, a.k.a. The Hostest with the Mostest, a.k.a. Johnny New York, a.k.a. Uh, you know. I have many uh, synonyms, aliases, and I'm just a guy out here doing my best day to day, keeping my head above water for the most part. Every now and then I get a couple sips of that water and I say, I don't like that water, get out of my mouth. And I come back up for air, I come back up, and that's what's important you guys, just to come back up, do not go gently into the night, do not do it. You know, it seems tempting sometimes. Okay, let's get into the world of the NFL, mixed martial arts, boxing. As we always do, this is the Ottawa Valley's number one football and fighting podcast. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, should we talk about last week's games in the NFL quickly before we address some of the best bets for this week? I think we shall. Why the hell not? After all, we didn't talk about it yet. We'll just do both sections of the show together this week and try and go at a decent pace here. Okay, so what were we on last week? It was week 10 of week 18 of the NFL season. Of course, that Thursday night game between the Ravens and the Dolphins did not go as planned, and my Ravens fell 22-10 to 10 to the Miami Dolphins, which didn't exactly inspire a lot of hope uh, to me as a Ravens fan for our chances of a postseason this year, to say the least. And I'm just hoping we have a nice bounce-back game against Chicago this weekend, but we'll talk about that later on. Not much to talk about there. Uh, neither team playing overly impressive, but the Ravens, especially offensively, were a mess. I uh, don't think the offensive coordinator deserves his job, particularly after he seemed to be calling the same three plays over and over and over again. And uh, someone's just got to make something happen there. And it seems like our run game isn't good enough to keep the ball moving when we need it to. And when... They drop back and cover everyone in pass coverage that no one can get open for Lamar. And he either gets pressured for a low yardage play, a sack, or a throwaway or something like that. There was so many three and outs in that game. I think I turned it off in the third quarter just because I felt sick from disgust. Okay. Um... Then Sunday, the 1 p.m. games starting off, we saw the Tennessee Titans continue their hot streak, winning 23-21 to over the New Orleans Saints. No Derrick Henry, no problem. Not exactly a high-scoring affair, but they did the deed. The Buffalo Bills went into New York and beat the Jets 45-17. No surprise there. The high-caliber Buffalo Bills offensively and defensively hammering the lowly Jets, uh, looking like they're trying to get that number one draft pick, along with Detroit, 
who managed to actually tie the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers 16-16 to in overtime. That's a rare occurrence. You don't see a lot of ties in the NFL the way it's set up, but um, I almost think they should just play until there's a winner, kind of like hockey or basketball or these other sports. It's kind of odd to have tie game scenarios that maybe should be a a rule that's addressed in the off season. Some of these other rules that get addressed, why not get rid of ties? How about that? It's a weird one to have on the record, especially towards the end of the year when people are fighting for playoff spots, but I wasn't mad at it considering the Ravens need all the help they can get to get into the playoffs right now, so thank you Detroit Lions. The Indianapolis Colts won their game against Jacksonville 23-17. Uh, I got a sneeze, sorry. <laughs> oh geez, that was a good one right on the bike, yeah? Um, <laughs> they won that game 23-17 against Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville has shown a little hot the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously they had that big upset against the Bills, and then this week keeping it close against the Colts, they're, you know, they're not winning a lot of games, but they're, they're staying in there and they're, they're getting better. So keep an eye out on Jacksonville. They might be playing upset here towards the end of the year. Some of these teams starting to battle it out for playoff spots. Big, the biggest upset of the weekend, Washington football team. They beat Tampa Bay Buccaneers 29-19. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady throwing a couple bad picks early in the game, and they couldn't really bounce back or put drives together for there. That air, um, Tampa Bay defense, rather, is really hurting without Antonio Brown or Gronk in the lineup right now. I was kind of hoping they'd move Ronald Jones out of there, running back maybe to the Ravens. But it seems like they're keeping both of them. I think they're asking quite a bit for him like, in terms of draft picks and whatnot. But interesting to see how Tampa Bay does here, the defending Super Bowl champs towards the end of the year. New England Patriots hammered the Cleveland Browns. Jesus, I didn't realize it was that much of a blowout. But Mac Jones just laid a beating on Cleveland 45-7. to Damn, Mac Jones, okay. Especially that New England defense. They're not uh, allowing very many points, are they? And speaking of not allowing very many points and putting points up, the next game, the Dallas Cowboys absolutely manhandled the Atlanta Falcons 43-3. to um, Bouncing back with that uh, random loss they took to Denver when they got shut out in Cowboys Stadium. It seems like they got a fire lit under their ass. Carolina Panthers, Panthers rather, the revitalized Carolina Panthers beat the Arizona Cardinals. Well, you can't really say they were the full Arizona Cardinals as they were without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. But nonetheless, Cam Newton coming back to the Panthers and scoring a couple touchdowns, uh, certainly making Sam Darnold sweat it out over there. And uh, it's curious to know if he'll be starting next week, as I think they're paying him like $10 million. That's not really exactly a backup quarterback salary, so interesting to see what happens there in Carolina towards the end of the year. Minnesota Vikings beat the Los Angeles Chargers by a touchdown in a bet I wish I took because I nearly hammered them on point spread before the game to win by six and a half and they did end up winning 27 to 20 could have made a little underdog money on that one as i had a feeling the vikings would be a little bit too much for the chargers 
people still sleep on the Vikings, but they have a lot of good film out there on uh, most sides of the field right now. Special teams, defense, offense, run game. They check a lot of boxes. So Minnesota Vikings are one of my sleeper teams this year. Uh, you can make a little underdog money on them for sure. They're a good football team. The Green Bay Packers shut out the Seattle Seahawks. Very hard to do. Russell Wilson's first game back after his finger injury uh, didn't go as planned as Aaron Rodgers and crew came in and won 17 nothing. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Denver Broncos 30-13. to God damn, Philly. Philly is... Uh, yeah, embracing that underdog role yet again this year, it seems like. And uh, coming in beating a good team like Denver at home is a pretty big statement. Kansas City Chiefs won against Las Vegas 41-14 in a very much Kansas City-like game. Tyree Kill popping in a couple tutties for my fantasy team. Travis Kelsey seeming to get the juice back at tight end. And their defense actually seeming to manage to put it together a little bit as they held the Las Vegas Raiders to 14 points. And uh, yeah, good to see Kansas City heating it up a bit again and making that uh, NFC division a bit more interesting. And the Monday night game, of course, last, yesterday was it? Was it today, two, or, uh, two days ago, rather? I don't even know what day it is. Um, they beat the Los Angeles Rams. Surprise, surprise. And they could have made some underdog money on that as well. As I had a feeling the 49ers could potentially edge the Rams as they haven't really put it all the way together as of yet with that high-powered team of theirs. And the Niners beat them 31-10. to at home in San Francisco. Damn, damn, damn. Oh, there's your week 10 rundown. And let's look ahead to week 11. And I'll give you some best bets and best dogs for this coming week. The Thursday night game. Um, we got the Patriots going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Obviously, makes sense to edge the Patriots there with how well and well balanced they've been playing as of right now. Uh, I'm going to shock you guys with the next pick because my Baltimore Ravens are going into Chicago and I see the odds have actually already changed since the first time I checked and people are starting to put more money on Chicago, which I think is the right thing to do this week as we had a real hard time against the Dolphins last week and the Bears defense is a lot better than the Dolphins defense in my opinion and they're kind of tricky on offense as well so I'm giving he bears the nod at plus 190. I hate to do it, but it is what I'm going to do. Bears in that one. Detroit Lions going to Cleveland. Got to believe Cleveland is going to want to bounce back and put a beating on Detroit after that embarrassing loss to New England. So I got the Browns at minus 550 right now for the win. Green Bay at Minnesota. Nice little divisional rivalry here i got the minnesota vikings to win at home as a plus 115 underdog like i said i like what the vikings are doing out there i like their film and uh green bay pickers packers rather did win against seattle but they only put up 17 points i think that's going to be a bit harder for them to do against minnesota so i got minnesota to win that one at home houston texans at Tennessee, obviously, 
Tennessee heating up Houston, one of the worst teams in the league. So uh, I think you'd hate money putting it on Houston. Let's go with Tennessee. Colts at Bills. Ooh, this seems like a bit of a trap game, especially uh, them making the Bills a minus 320 favorite. Seems a bit steep to me with how well the Colts have been playing as of late. It's really Jonathan Taylor in that run game heating up on the ground. Uh, you call me crazy, but I think Carson Wentz and crew go on the road and get it done as they didn't start off this season well, so they're going to have to win some games like this. Let's give it to the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Buffalo Bills at plus 260. That's risky as I'll get out, but hey, that's just what I'm feeling at the moment. Miami at New York Jets. I'm rolling with the Dolphins to continue their winning ways, carrying that confidence from beating us last week and beating the Jets. Uh, New Orleans Saints at Philadelphia. I'm going with the Eagles on that one. They've just uh, been putting it together as of late, and every time I think the Eagles are going to lose, they win. So I almost wanted to put it on the Saints this week, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. The San Francisco Niners going to Jacksonville. Got to give it to the Niners. If they can beat the Rams, I believe they can beat the Jaguars. Washington football team at Carolina. Carolina's slight favorites in this one at minus 170, but... Again, I'm going with the road dogs. I like my dogs this week, guys. Uh, Washington put it together against the Bucks. I imagine they can do it at Carolina, but we'll see how good Carolina looks with Cam Newton back in the picture. It's a little risky, but I am going with Washington at plus 150 there. Cincinnati Bengals going to Las Vegas. Uh, Bengals a very slight favorite, minus 120, but I'm rolling with the favorite, the Bengals, to continue their winning ways in that tight AFC North. They got to win games, so I think they'll edge Las Vegas at home. Arizona Cardinals going on the road to Seattle. My boy is a big Seahawks fan, but I hate to upset him. As long as Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are back, which I believe they will be. I can't see the Seahawks winning that game, so I'm edging the Arizona Cardinals. Even though I think the Seahawks will have a good game with uh, Russell coming off getting shut out, he'll want to ball out a little bit, so I could see that one being a high-scoring game as well. So I bet the over, it's currently at 48 points, so... Yeah, I'd comfortably be betting that at 52 or something like that. Dallas at KC. Um, it's another trap game. Kansas City really heating up the last couple games, but Dallas having that one off game against the Broncos, but looking real good last week at home. You know what? Since I'm rolling with road dogs, underdogs, maybe I should take Kansas City at home because they started off the season slow. Uh, I don't know, bro. Diggs might be picking off Mahomes the way he's been throwing picks as of late as well. That's a real tough one. I might leave it off the big parlay, but my instinct says Dallas, so I'm just going to go with my gut here. That's a real tough one to pick. But, yeah, I'm rolling with the Cowboys, America's team. Um, Pittsburgh going to the Los Angeles Chargers. I got the Chargers to win that one at home. Uh, Pittsburgh did not look good against the Lions last week. They got problems. 
and the Chargers, they got to hold their home ground here. So I got the Chargers to put it together and just uh, gun it out with Pittsburgh a little bit. But eventually get the win. And the Monday night game, November 22nd, the New York Giants are going down to Tampa Bay and taking on Tom Brady and crew. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, heavy favorites there at minus 525, 10 and a half point favorites. And we're going to roll with them as they lost to Washington last week in kind of a fluky game. But imagine at some point we'll see the return of Psycho Tom and he'll be putting some film together. So those odds we picked for all 15 games, if you put together as a parlay, equal out to plus 496,187, meaning you put... Five dollars on that, you will make twenty-four grand. You put ten dollars on that, you will make fifty grand. Just about forty-nine thousand six hundred twenty-eight. You put twenty dollars on that, you will make ninety-nine thousand two hundred fifty-seven dollars. I'm not telling you to pick all fifteen games and put it in a parlay, but if you want to rewind this from the top and listen back to it and do it and give me some of that money if you win, please. Go right ahead. Okay, let's jump over to the world of boxing and MMA and do a quick rundown of this weekend's action. Friday, I'm not seeing a lot of big fights. Of course, the Demetrius Andras, Jason Quigley fight. Demetrius Andras, a heavy favorite in that one at minus 1,600. And I'm going to roll with him as he's got a very awkward style. I honestly don't know that much about Jason Quigley, but I saw the weigh-ins and the stare-downs a little bit, and yeah, I got my boy Demetrius Andraj to continue his winning ways and continue throwing his name in the pitcher at middleweight. Could see some interesting fights for him down the line. And Saturday, all kinds of fights going on Saturday. Where's the one I'm looking for, though? Okay, there it is. The biggest fight Saturday is Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter at welterweight. Obviously, um, Terrence Crawford actually only minus 800 favorite. Interesting. I mean, Sean Porter has only been stopped twice there, but uh, <laughs> I stupidly put a cheeky bet on Kel Brook the last time he fought uh, Terrence Crawford because I got fooled into it with some hype and interviews and the weigh-in pictures and I thought Kel looked really good he seemed really motivated I was hearing things from uh, the UK rumblings that uh, an upset was in the picture but he ended up getting dominated and smashed by Terence Crawford so I'm not going to go against Bud Crawford again and I'd take Bud Crawford to win and by a knockout or stoppage TKO in under 10 rounds of a 12 round championship fight though i am a fan of sean porter and his podcast and how he carries himself i just think bud crawford is a generational uh pound for pound talent so it's a tough ask for anybody then next saturday we see tiafimo lopez and george kimbosis finally get in the ring together november 27th um this could be an upset in the works there I'm a fan of George Kimbosis and his style. When I saw him fight Lee Selby on that matchroom card, as you guys have probably heard me 
say in the past if you're a fan of the podcast. But uh, yeah, Tiafimo obviously his last fight against Lomachenko was a hot minute ago. Now he hasn't been in the ring in a minute, and ring rust could play a factor here. So uh, why not? I'll tell you guys, throw a cheeky five ten dollar bet on. George Kimbosis Jr. to win that one as a plus 550 underdog, and you could win some money. And if you lose it because Tiafimo is much better and a huge lightweight and this and that, well, sorry, but I'm gonna, I might put some money on George Kimbosis Jr. myself. Go watch that fight he had with Lee Selby and tell me he doesn't present some problems for some people with his uh, unique style and heavy punching. Uh, we're not going to get too much farther away, but there's some fights in early December as well. Of course, the Lyndon Arthur-Anthony Yard rematch. Obviously, Lyndon Arthur, interesting that they're making him an underdog at that point, as I thought he won the first fight they had pretty comfortably. And he's, oh, it's not by much, but he's plus 100. And then that same day, there's a big lightweight fight. Well... Big enough, I suppose, between Devin Haney and Jojo Diaz. And that is a, a good Saturday night of fights, if you could watch those ones back-to-back. -back. Hopefully they're not at the exact same time. And uh, obviously I'm going to edge Lyndon Arthur again, probably via decision. And Devin Haney, I don't know too much about Jojo Diaz, but Devin Haney's looked real solid as of late. Though I've critiqued him in the past for, um, I don't know, talking the talk but not walking the walk about trying to get in the ring with some of these bigger names in the lightweight division like Tank or Ryan Garcia or uh, Tiafimo, which are the fights people want to see. But I imagine we'll see at least one of those fights next year. So patience is the name of the game and I got Devin Haney to win that one probably via decision as well in the world of mixed martial arts aka the ufc i think we got a fight night coming up this week yeah with uh misha tate coming back in the picture she'll be an underdog against kitlin Vieira. might edge misha in that one I like cupcake tate though i don't know much about her opponent to be honest Michael Chiesa back in action at lightweight against Sean Brady. Interesting to see what happens there. Joanne Calderwood's coming back into the pitcher, taking on Talia Santos. Uh, ba -ba -ba. I don't recognize too many of the other names on the card. It looks like a lot of contender series people probably in their first few fights. So we'll skim over those and look at the December 4th card. We got Brad Tavares, oh, long-time UFC middleweight staple. Always good fights going up against Brendan Allen. Excited to see that. Clay Guida still doing the damn thing. Damn, getting one more fight before the end of the year. Shout out Clay the Carpenter Guida, man. He's been doing the damn thing. And still, you know, causing guys problems in there. He'll be taking on Leonardo Santos. Clay Guida plus 150 underdog. Might be worth a cheeky bet to pick the sturdy veteran. Um, Jimmy Crute taking on Jamal Hill. Jamal, I probably pronounced that wrong, but whatever. Obviously had that nasty injury against Paul Craig at light heavyweight. And Jimmy Crute is no joke as well. So that'll be an interesting, exciting fight there. Imagine a good matchup of strikers. 
Bum, bum, bum. Matt Brown. Good to see him back in action before the end of the year going against Brian Barbarena at Welterweight. Big fan of Matt Brown and his style. And glad to see him back in the ring. Rafael Fizayev, another guy I like. I believe he's out of Tiger Muay Thai. will be taking on Brad Riddell, who fights out of City Kickboxing. That'll be a barnstormer. I like this card, man. Rob Font, Jose Aldo. And, uh, oof, I love my boy Jose Aldo, bro. His boxing looks good as of late. I'd definitely take him at plus 150 as an underdog. I think Rob Font fancies that as a striking match, but Jose might give him some problems. Boy, let me tell you, his body punching is na-na-na-na-nasty. Um, yeah, I gotta mark that one on the calendar, December 4th. It's got, like, four or five fights I can't wait to see. And uh, we're going pretty far down the calendar here. But December 11th, there's a big card. Amanda Nunes, big featherweight title fight with Juliana Pena. Um, Augusto Sakai, Tai Tuivasa, big heavyweight barnstormer. Obviously, Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier. Charles Oliveira is a slight underdog right now as the champion. That's interesting, but... I do like my boy Dustin Poirier to win that one. And a uh, big fan of him. And that's a good fight on the calendar. Um, before Christmas, uh, Jeff Neal, Santiago Ponzibio. That's kind of a welterweight eliminator almost. Uh, both those guys pretty high up the ladder in that division. Top 10 kind of guys. Josh Emmett, Den Ige. Is that bantamweight, I think? Yeah, I want to say bantamweight. It's a good matchup of styles. Kai Kara France making his, or rather Cody Garbrandt making his flyweight debut, fighting Kai Kara France. Uh, another stable made of Israel Adesanya. That's a lot of weight to cut for Cody, man. Interesting to see if he pulls a TJ Dillashaw and looks like fucking Skeletor at the weigh-ins. Hopefully not. But I just pray that weight cut goes well for him. Um, I'd like to see these guys start cutting less weight, if anything, similar to some boxers making that change recently. And who else is on that card? Sean O'Malley's on that undercard, going some Momo named Roly and Paiva, so I'm sure they're setting O'Malley up there for a win. You know that UFC hype train likes to get behind him and Ryan Hall. Wow, jeez, haven't seen his name in a while. We'll be going over as Derek Minner. And I imagine he'll want a 50-50 heel hook. Bet on the submission. <laughs> it's a safe bet with Ryan Hall. So there you go. There's your UFC news, boxing news, some best bets, picks, and of course all the football rundown and best bets and best dogs for next week take it with a grain of salt appreciate you guys for listening you can follow me at on instagram rather at ghosts plural ghosts underscore glitch um the youtube is the alcast and yeah have a good week and catch you next week and we'll run down all of this weekend's action in football ufc and talk about that Bud Crawford, Sean Porter boxing match and how it goes down. Peace out, y'all.